0: We'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit, let's go. The Aggies kick off the season against Washington State for a late night Saturday showdown. Your home for the best coverage of Aggie football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. On 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coaches. This is your press conference rewind. With all the insight and analysis from BYU and Utah on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's check in with uh, Coach Witt. Gordon, we're going to do this on Mondays, of course, uh, where we hear highlights from the press conferences. And uh, very excited it's game week. College yeah. football's back. Let's give it a listen, man. All let right, right. Uh, we've got a few highlights for you from Coach Witt. Let's start things out, of course, with the quarterback. Here's
2: Coach talking about Charlie Brewer's best attributes. Poised, calm under pressure, goes through his read progression very quickly, is decisive, he gets the ball out of his hand quickly, accurate thrower, has a good pocket presence. He can sense the rush and move around in the pocket the way you want a quarterback to. His escapability is good. He's not a statue back there. Both him and Cam are very mobile quarterbacks. Probably the main thing is decision-making. He's a great decision-maker.
1: Important if true, I suppose.
3: Uh, Wit loves himself some mobile quarterbacks, doesn't
1: he? I know. The whole I come back to something Riley Jensen said uh, a long time ago that he doesn't like mobile quarterbacks because that means that you can't throw. I we've talked about this before, Jake, and I agree with you
3: completely. If you give me a choice between a quarterback who can throw it around the yard and make good decisions, I'll take that over a mobile quarterback any day of the week.
1: Well, I think, you know, the best example, and this is a good time to bring up Tyler Huntley because he's just balling out for the Ravens, and he's yeah, he's, he's being mobile, too. He so. for five touchdowns the other day. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. He's doing it with his legs, too. But I, if you look at the evolution of Tyler Huntley when he was at the University of Utah, he was at his best when he stopped playing hero ball and started making the right decisions, right? I Man, mean, a that, lot of guys have been that way.
3: Now, he he talked about Steve Young yeah. said that about himself, so.
1: Because Tyler Huntley was capable of going for 15 yards of play if he wanted to, right? I mean, he was, he I say was, he is that athletically gifted and was at the time at Utah. But it wasn't necessarily the best thing for his team when he became a better quarterback and started making better decisions and moving the ball around and utilizing his teammates. Not only was the team better, but Tyler Huntley was better too. Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree with that completely. And He had a very impressive senior year, remember the way he played. and. And what he's doing now is in his backup role with the Ravens is pretty cool to hear about. I did not watch that game. Do you
1: guys see any of those highlights? I mean, he just ruled. Well, it's, and it's not the only game he's played yeah. really well in. And, and I think, you know. We like seeing uh, players we cover in college Gordon, but go don't, on to but, have success at the next level, but but he but, but, became a better quarterback. Right, that's exactly. what that's what made him so effective. Yeah, if
3: you're the quarterback, don't be dropping back to pass and have everybody on a pass play running their correct routes, and then you just take off running. I mean, yeah, that's kind of exciting and cool and everything, but it just it, it's a it's a it's not going to work in the long run in most cases because defenses are smart enough to know that, and they're going to. Bottle you up. And uh, the, I think the team as a whole, the offense as a whole, suffers when a guy does that too frequently. And uh, and, and there are some quarterbacks who do that. Give me the guy who's just going to drop back and deliver that ball the way it should be delivered. I mean, athleticism is real nice in case he needs to escape, but uh, not on the reg.
1: Yeah. And, and,
3: and if your offensive line sucks, then maybe it's good that you have that, but
1: otherwise, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could put it this way: like, it can't be the game plan. It can be a useful tool, but if it's the game plan, you're probably in trouble. Speaking of high school football, maybe it'd be more effective at that level. You know, right. if you have a
3: great athlete back there, but you know, suddenly, you know, the receivers they're busting their humps, running their routes, and the ball doesn't uh, not only doesn't arrive, but the quarterback is just doing his own thing. Then suddenly you're going to or eventually you're going to stop running those routes and uh, the whole team suffers. That's my opinion on it. Anyway, I agree with you completely. Give me the guy who's going to do what he's supposed to do. Get the ball where it should go to the right person
1: uh, in the right situation on time. But of course, defensive coaches hate it when they have a third and long and that mobile quarterback scrambles for a first down. Yeah, you know, and, they and all defensive hate it. linemen hate it, too. Yeah, and then it gets stuck in coaches' minds, and they think that they're better off with a dual-threat quarterback. And I just don't think that's always the case. I don't want to eliminate everybody. But I I think if I were to have my druthers, you know, like we've talked about so much, I'd rather have a guy who can sling it.
3: Well, the guy at, that comes to mind who was a, a really – learned to be a really good mix of that is Zach Wilson last year at BYU. Yeah, good point. I agree. And Tyler Huntley, like you were talking about, learned that as well. So. Yeah, if you can, nothing wrong with being able to move, and uh, in in an emergency situation, uh, you know, create something. But uh, if you if you have a guy back there doing that regularly, then everyone else is going to suffer.
1: Unless you're running the triple option, then give me Tommy (laughs) Frazier. Here's the next one from Witt, who uh, describes his level of confidence in the passing game.
2: We feel we're in a good place in that regard. And, of course, the proof will be, you know, what happens in the game and see where we're at. But we know that we need to throw the ball more efficiently than we have in order to take that next step. And we've worked hard towards that end. And we'll hopefully start to see some of that manifest on uh, Thursday night.
1: We'll see. But if they got a baller at running back, they better give him the ball. All things in proper measure, Jake. If they got a Ty Jordan... Feed him the rock. You got a Zach Moss. Let him run. In proper measure. Proper measure. Jeez. You mean a, you mean we've a, had this argument proper a thousand measure for a times. Starting running back in the NFL. Well, yeah. Proper measure. Yeah, proper measure. Because geez, I'm not gonna do this again. No, we don't need to. No, no you don't need to be wrong again. It's alright. Uh, Can we send him back on vacation? <laughs> somebody just uh, tweeted us like, wow. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Th-
3: thank you. Thank you, Austin. Yeah. Uh, I I deserve that.
1: Let's see. We have a Twitter. Uh, somebody who tweeted us says, man, Jake is on one today. Well, you know, you spend a week off. You come out swinging. I don't know. Maybe I'll come back out off. swinging? You've been doing this for the last two months. <laughs> Are there problems at home? Oh, man. uh well, that was a cheap not, shot, I'm not sorry. serious ones. Uh, I'm mainly the problem at home, if that's what you're looking
3: for. <laughs> that I could buy into. Uh,
1: here's Coach Witt talking about if he learned anything about his team in
2: camp. No, I don't think there's been any surprises either way. I think things have progressed and, and unfolded about how we had thought. And one thing that's going to be for certain is the transfer portal players are going to be instrumental in what we do this year. You know, Theo Howard has proven to be a, a very good addition. Obviously, Charlie Brewer, the two backs. You know, So those seven or eight transfer portal guys we think are going to be very impactful for us.
3: Wow, that's an interesting thing for him to say, isn't it? Of how impactful these transfers will be for the
1: Utes right away? What does that say about what they have in the in the cupboard? Well, again, it comes back to: well, you're not taking a transfer if you've got something in the cupboard. <laughs> well, you <laughs> might just to bolster <laughs> the well, you're whole. Thing. Take a transfer to sit. That wouldn't be a very smart transfer, now would it? Yeah, but Jake, I believe in competition. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do.
3: (laughs) Unless one guy is clearly better than everybody else, and then you don't have to play this game of dragging it out on and on and on and on and on on, the way Kalani and Kyle did at quarterback.
1: You know what's funny about that question, you know, did anything surprise you? And by the way, that's a question I've asked coaches, you know, probably dozens of times. So with that self-realization, what what would you expect the answer to that question to be? I asked that question. Did you really?
4: Yeah. And the reason I asked it, I wanted it for an update. All right. There you Wanted go. The every, answer
1: for an update.
3: Everyone's got a reason. See?
1: I, I got to do four you'd updates every day this week. Huh? Can, can you imagine if the coach was like, yeah, my left tackle <laughs> sucks? <laughs> <laughs> or what surprises you? Be like, man, I thought our linebacking core was just going to be hot garbage. You know what? They're all right. I just thought listening to that, like, what what would uh, you expect him to say? Of course he's going to be like, no, I'm not surprised. And hey, wouldn't asked you be him, worried about the coach if he were surprised? I actually
4: asked him, are you further along in any area of the team than you thought you would be? Right. So, oh, and he go. turned it into Just surprises. Surprised. But okay. still, it's the it's the same theory. But I certainly have asked
1: that question before.
4: And I'm going to ask it next week. What surprised you about last week's game, coach? let
1: has got more updates.
4: Just so Jake can say, <laughs> here's Coach Wittenham on what surprised him against
1: Weaver State. Oh, man. I was surprised we moved the ball at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we got those transfers. We scored. (laughs) Super surprised.
3: (laughs) I I think that wouldn't think about what a trip it would be, Jake, if if they if coaches had to tell the truth. Yeah, they wouldn't
1: say they're missing the band. Well, there would be no more (laughs) let it go. There would be no more media availability. Certainly no more questions. (laughs) Just uh, one time in
3: a season. Wouldn't that be great? Coach cannot lie. It's like liar liar. Just can't do it.
1: All right. Here is uh, Coach Witt uh, talking about the health of the offensive line group and the depth in that position.
2: No, because it's still in flux. We've got, I think it's three of them. We're not sure if they'll be ready yet. And so it's the most unstable, at least health-wise, position on the team right now. You know, we'd like it to be situated and all set, but that's not the case. Fortunately, we got a lot of guys that are game ready and whoever is available should be able to function just fine. You're always better off with your best five guys, and so that's uh, not going to be the case this week. But if you're out there, you got to get the job done. And we've been talking about the depth of the O-line all fall camp and ever since last spring. And so fortunately, that depth is going to help us in this game here because we're going to need to draw up on that. And so we feel like we'll be in good shape. And at some point in the last couple of weeks, we've got 10, 11 guys that we think are really good players and, and ready to play in the Pac-12. Now, not all 10, 11 of those guys are available this week. And so that's the challenge, but uh, we've got enough and we should be fine.
1: That's the unit you really want playing together, though. That's not terrific news. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I've all you know where I, where I am on that. I always thought the offensive line is the absolute heart and soul of a team. I mean, you want health coming out of fall camp, right? I mean, that's, that, that goes without saying. But that particular position group, they need to play together. Yeah. So, uh, you'd want them to have kind of, not that Weaver State is, this sounds so condescending when you say warm up game, but, you know, when that's you're. That's exactly what it is. So, you want those guys together figuring out how to move together and the calls and all that sort of thing. And that's, that's less than ideal. Um, I mean you don't like I said you want health coming out of fall camp everywhere but that's kind of the position you you specifically want healthy.
3: Can you think of a, a any position group that where it's more important to have coordination? That's it. Maybe the timing between a quarterback and his receivers or something, you know, but you're right. Those guys have to be in sync or else.
1: Well, cuz one mistake totally ruins the play. Yeah, I and mean, if, if one exactly. if one uh, offensive lineman isn't doing his job and or, the or misses, up. Right, right or misses a call or whatever the case may be then that's when you know serious mistakes and and catastrophe happens and yep. it's kind of like a dance you always hear you know Hans and all the former linemen, talking about how important it is and it's because it's really important so mm-hmm. um i'm not saying that that's uh you know well don't pay attention to Utah season it's over but uh not saying that but that's not ideal. We'll see if they can put it together. Because three is a lot, to yeah. Gordon. If they're going to miss three out of five, three starters, that's a lot. That is.
3: That is. But they'll be able to piece it together, I think, against uh, Weber State. And, well, I'm not uh, worried about that. Yeah, get ready for what comes. You're worried
1: with. about USC <laughs> in LA, right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. You're know, you worrying about those big games because if you have simple mistakes from offensive linemen who are not familiar playing with one another, heaven forbid switching positions, which we've seen a bunch from Utah in the past, then that can be extraordinarily detrimental. Yeah. And just using USC as an example, we've certainly seen those games come down to one play, one mistake, wins or loses the ballgame. Yeah, those guys just have,
3: you said it right. They have to be be in sync. They have to know what the other guys are doing, and they have to be able to trust what the other guys are doing and themselves. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I told you one time I sat down with Jeff Grimes, and he explained to me every bit of offensive line play. And really, I mean, it was like learning calculus. There's a lot to it.
1: Much more than
3: just, hey, stay in front of your man.
1: Well, that's the basics. Stay in front of your guy. But that'd be like telling an NBA player, you know. You know the only the trick to playing defense is staying in front of your guy. It's a little more complicated than that. What if you're running a pole
4: Then you don't want to stay in front of your man. True, true. You want to
3: stay in front of the other guy's man. Yeah. But he has to know that that's what you're going to do, and then he has to take care of his responsibility.
4: You have to want to need to want to want to get in front of that guy. Indeed.
3: Right. Well said. Man, who is teaching you how to be so articulate? It still doesn't make Don much Quixote. sense. Don Quixote. Well, I just, you know, I mean, have you ever heard Austin sound more articulate than he just did? Yes. Where in the world would he have learned that from? I, 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 just, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But you just heard it. Proud moment didn't for make me, much for sense for me, but that's all right. a proud moment
1: for me. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that made you feel good. That's good. It's been a long
3: time since I felt that good. Thank good. you, Austin. I, you know the the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. It's still on him to to want to want to need to make jazz fans want him to want to be here.
1: Wait, the apple doesn't fall far from the. Is Austin your son now? Whoa! Did I say the? Is there some? Is there news you're breaking here? Does there's some needs to know? Not literally, Jake. Where's your mind at? I, it's, it's just
3: figuratively.
4: You're my figurative father.
1: <laughs> is this like some sort of Darth Vader Luke Skywalker moment? Go! <laughs> oh, I'm in the wheel.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to your mind, really. Oh yeah. That's
4: true. It's just on you to want to want to
3: need me to want to be on the will. No, no, it's more a matter of me wanting to want to want to want to want to have you in the will.
1: Out to the zone phone we go. (laughs) Joining us now is Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's here to help you if you've been suffering with ED. Suffer no longer. There's a treatment out there for you, and uh, that's where Andrew comes in. What's going on, Andrew?
5: Hey guys, that's right. You do not need to suffer or accept the normal of not being able to perform in the bedroom or decreasing the frequency or taking pills. I think this technology at Wasatch Medical is the future. It's kind of sweeping the country, by the way, Uh, helping so many men eliminate the ED with pressure waves, open up the blood vessels, improve circulation, and get off the pill. So whether you're out there uh, younger, you've got mild erectile dysfunction, or you're 90 years old and you've got no function, we've seen it all and helped a lot of guys turn back the clock.
1: That's got to be the appeal, right? Get that spontaneity back, turn back that clock, and uh, get a little bit of that spark back.
5: Yes. Uh, over and over, men in their 50s have gotten back into uh, to function like in their late 30s. Men in their 70s get back to function like in their 50s we hear about this all the time and uh it's a breath of fresh air when guys don't have to be a prisoner to the pill anymore i think it's attached to overall happiness when things go well in the bedroom they tend to fall into place outside of the bedroom as well
1: 801-901-8000 that is the number to call 801-901-8000 get on the schedule and uh you get uh, that uh to see the doctor and a bunch of other stuff for free right A lot
5: for free, even if you've just got questions and you want to see if you like the clinic and the doctor, leave your wallet at home. It's all no charge. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD, uh, plus the gift that produces powerful results in the bedroom. You guys are going to love that. And if you feel a little lethargic, lacking some drive, the blood work and testosterone to our patients is totally free as well kind of unheard of because people pay a lot for that but it's free at wasatch medical
1: 801-901-8000 that is the number to call 801-901-8000 thank you very much andrew thank you guys more next on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone
0: your home for the best college football coverage in utah this is your cougars at 30 update on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
1: Your Cougars at 30 update. Here's Cougar head coach Kalani Satake talking about his overall health grade for his team right now. Everybody on our depth chart is
4: cleared, ready to play. We're dealing with academics or injury. That's part of college
0: football. That's part of, of getting a depth chart ready and getting a program ready. And you know, we, we've been pretty fortunate with only um, one setback in, as far as a season-ending injury this fall camp. And
3: so we've got guys get banged up because we run a physical program with a lot of 11-on-11 11 11 football. And so we're going to have some guys that are banged up. And, but everybody on that depth chart is expected to participate and contribute to the game.
1: This Cougars at 30 update brought to you by Football Friday. Football Friday is back and presented by Stonehaven at Stonehaven Dental. They say yes, yes to free exam and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment.
3: make a play
0: the best college football coverage in utah is right here on the zone sports network We don't quit. let's go the cougars open up 2021 in las vegas this saturday against arizona your home for the best coverage of cougar football is right here on the zone sports network up, up. you're listening to the big show with gordon monson and jake scott on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
3: I'm
1: riding in your car. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. You know, Jake, you've been uh, busting me pretty
3: hard uh, since the Expos got rid of Bryce Harper, and he went and signed with the
1: Phillies. And they won a World Series immediately thereafter. Yeah, mm -hmm.
3: But Bryce Harper this year has seven home runs against the Nationals. And that's the second most in a season by a player against a team he previous won MVP with in the history of the game. The only one with more was Jimmy Fox in nineteen thirty eight. So I just wanted to bring that up. Even though the Phillies have screwed it up. They were in the running for postseason and now I
4: told you, you the so Braves much. were gonna win that division, man. Yeah. How many rings does Bryce have on his
3: finger? How many dollars does he have in his bank account?
1: Yeah, but we're talking about the Expos, ring. Bryce Harper, no ring.
3: Well, the Expos don't have any rings. I thought money wasn't everything, Gordo. Didn't you tell me it was?
4: Oh, I believe it is, but you say it's not. Weren't you the guy that said you'd rather have a championship than millions of dollars? No, I never said that. Are you sure?
3: Yeah, sure.
4: I think we just had this
3: conversation a few weeks ago, and yeah. you were saying that's priceless. Yeah, but uh, you got to get your money first, and then you can worry about winning championships. I huh? And I that's see. what most players, professional athletes, do. They worry about themselves first, their bank account, and then they concentrate on the championship.
1: I will say so this. So not priceless, then. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Price full, yeah. Pricey, exactly.
1: I'm glad you brought up baseball though, because um, I find this uh, Mets thumbs down thing <laughs> extremely interesting. And the uh...
3: explain that to our listeners. All
1: right, so basically the the Mets have imploded. Now Austin, our a resident baseball fan, could probably tell you about how much, but they were in first, right? And then they played. They were it. in first
4: by I think seven games. They then traded for Javi Baez and have won
1: twice. (laughs) So they've been booing the team, specifically Javi Baez, Baez, right? And uh, now several players, including uh, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez himself, and Kevin Pillar have been giving the fans the thumbs down when they have a big hit or make a big play. And he was asked about it, and he said this. He said, when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they, meaning the fans, are going to get booed when we get success.
3: Okay. So who, what, what uh, brainiac thought it would be a good idea to tick off all your fans?
1: Well, can I get to you know, uh, the the team's response and then let's dig into this because uh-huh. I don't know. I, this is it, like I said, this is an interesting one to me. Here's uh, what the. Let me make sure I've got this right. What the uh, the team said. Uh, Mets president Sandy Alderson released this statement. Said at a post-game press conference today, Javi Baez stated that his thumbs-down gesture during the game was a message. The fans have recently booed him and other players for poor performance. These comments and any gestures by him or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players and the organization are equally frustrated. But fans at Citi Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's Right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional at its meeting or is uh, directed in a negative way toward our fans. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities.
3: And the fact that without them, they wouldn't have any money. So, I... But
1: money really isn't as important as other things. So I've often been surprised how much, and maybe I shouldn't be, but how much players truly hate getting booed by their own fans. (laughs) I mean, I've been in the locker room. Like, the the most recent example that jumps out of my mind is from several years ago. But Joe Ingles uh, had some things to say about Jazz fans after they were booed. uh, Once for a particularly poor half of play. Uh, They were booed going in at halftime. I couldn't tell you what game it was. And it was several years ago, but... Uh, he, after the game, he made it known how much he did not appreciate that. And so I always kind of, you know, you think like, oh, these athletes, they just let things roll off their back, right? You know, it's just part of the thing. Ha, ha, ha. Whoever Whatever. thought
3: that. Not when their own fans are booing them. Uh, that's pretty unavoidable.
1: But I do think that if fans want to boo their own team, knock yourself right out. I'm fine with it. But I don't know how I feel about the, the, the team saying that the players can't respond. Well, why? Because it's a business, uh, you're right? Which is ultimately they the reason take you're taking off all their customers. You're correct, but I think you should let players express themselves. He's not—he's making—he's not making an obscene gesture. He's not yeah, giving but, them the bird. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's, take, its they might—he might as well. He might as well. No, this is
3: totally you different. Get, that's like a store employee taking off all your customers when they come into the shop.
1: Yeah, but uh, what if your customers were? Mm, telling you how crappy your it's shop a was. Tough luck, man. That's what the do way you mean tough th- luck? That's the way it is. I'm I am for expression all across the board here. I'm fine with fans booing. That's because it's not your wallet that's on the line. But if these players want to say, "Hey, I made a good play," and uh, you're given not the booing c- now, giving
3: the fans the thumbs down, Jake. Come on. I think I'm fine with it. I well, you might be fine with it, but I certainly understand why the Mets aren't.
1: I mean, you're booing. You're booing the team so that they hear it, right? I mean, the the fans fans are doing it. Yeah. Why can't players respond? Do they have to ignore it? Hey, the the smart thing to do is ignore it. Like we were talking about the the Bryson Deschambault. But should Bryson not be allowed to behave like a buffoon out there? It's not against uh, the law. How about play better? They did play better. That's where they made a good uh, play, and they're giving the thumbs down. They are playing better. I understand that,
3: but on the whole, they're not. They won the game. Which is what caused the booing in the first place. They
1: won the game. I understand. They, they what's made that, a good
3: play. Was that Austin, the second win in like a month? Close to it, yeah.
1: The fans don't appreciate the way that they were playing. The players don't appreciate getting booed. Why do we have to censor somebody? But the, but the
3: fans are the ones that are footing the bill.
1: And the players that are are the ones that are playing. Uh, great.
3: great. Which great. is more important? Foot in the bill.
4: Gordon, you once said something I thought was really prolific. You said that booing or whatever, sure, go ahead. But the real way to hurt a team or let a team know you're upset is stop going. yeah, Stop buying. Exactly. Hit them in the wallet. But the players still get paid. Yeah. So I think that's why people boo. I think that's why they think it's acceptable.
3: Well, they're going to great. In some cases, many of them are sacrificing hard-earned cash to go to the game and they are deeply emotionally invested in their team. And when their team doesn't seem to be performing at a level where they had proved earlier that they could, and then all of a sudden they weren't, that's what causes that kind of frustration. Understood. And, and but and the players aren't that. doing it on purpose. No, I know that. But you can't, you just well, can't, then you can't say, How about you play better? Some things you it's not can't. like they're booting it on purpose. Yeah, but there's some things you can't do, and that's one of them tick off all your customers. Well, you can, Well, you shouldn't. Also,
4: Javi Baez won't be on the team next year. No, he's a free agent, right? So boo him. What does that matter? The Mets have not been without drama this year. You remember when Francisco Lindor and all the the other guy on the team uh, were fighting in the dugout, and they ran up the tunnel to beat each other's faces (laughs) in, and then in the post-game press conference, they're like, oh, no, there was a rat. We were showing each other this (laughs) big, giant rat back there.
3: It was gnawing on my foot.
4: One of them's got a black eye and
3: his eyes looking at his shoe. And, oh, no, we saw a rat. Jake, you can certainly understand why any management team, ownership team, would tell their players, no matter what happens, do not turn around and give your fans the thumbs down. Can't do it. Although, if given the choice of fingers, that's probably a safe one.
1: It means the same thing. Yeah, it's not obscene.
3: It doesn't matter if you're ticking off the people who are footing the bill. Well, the
1: people who are footing the bill are ticking off the players. They're human. They're, it's both free speech. Right? I don't. Th- yeah, that's my point. I don't think it's the smartest thing in the world. I got you. But should the team really forebode them from doing something like that? Yes. Why? Because
3: they have money at stake. It's
1: a business. You can't tick off your
4: customers. That's why I was told to stop responding to a certain Aggie fan last week.
3: They win, Jake. You can certainly understand the business thought behind that.
1: I don't know. I think I'm all right with this one. <laughs> Jake, Jake, they Jake. It made a good hit. You don't get to deserve. You don't deserve to cheer me. Thumbs down to you. Well, I think that's take that. That's, By the way, that's, I, that's
3: extreme, extreme sensitivity and thin skin. Come on, take your lumps the way you take them. I wish, move they'd, on. I wish they'd let them
4: flip off the fans and let the fans flip them off. Let everyone do what they want to do and
3: let the and chips then, fall where then, they and, may. And then I'll tell you where the chips will fall. The, none, of the, none of the fans will come to the games anymore. Hashtag not my problem. Yeah, but it's the team's problem. that's why they're telling their players not to do it. And yeah, they'll, the, they'll go to
4: the Yankees. That's right. <laughs> the girls won <laughs>
3: 14 in a row. <laughs> no, they just lost, I think. Oh, did they finally I, I lose? I thought they did. By the way, have you guys seen these pictures coming out of Lake Tahoe? With the Yankees? No. This is wicked stuff. The Yankees are playing in Tahoe? Lake Tahoe's on fire. Wow.
1: Thumbs down on that. Recalculate. Yeah, that was a the somebody smelled dog food moment right there. <laughs> How is really? the, it on fire? The really? oil,
3: oil spill or no, something? Not, not the water it's not, but the all around it. Is a blaze. Look at this. Look at this, Jake. Let me just show you this real quick. Whoa! I'll turn that off. Look at that picture. You see that? hmm That looks like hell. That is
4: hell. Unless you're a Mets player.
1: Wow. Can I give thumbs down to the forest fire, or is that just... Please uh, do. Or is that... Because that, uh, that won't cost you any money. Is that unfair to the forest fire? <laughs>
3: No, I'll tell you who I feel for the force, the the firefighters. Well we got some heroes in our in our midst, don't we? And they're not Mets baseball players.
4: That's how you win an argument, by the way. You just throw in a, a real fast turn to a somber subject where he pays tribute to the heroes amongst us, and then what are you supposed to say to that, Jake? You can't really go back to
1: yeah, but it's free
4: speech. <laughs> you just kind of have to let it go.
1: How about the levies that held up this time in New Orleans, huh? <laughs> That's look. How about don't, 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 uh, how about a shout out to the the awesome engineers after Katrina that did fine work. Heroes. You know,
3: speaking of being disjointed in conversation here, Sven, I never called you an idiot on the air, did I? If I did, I apologize. Not today. He said I called him an idiot once on the air. I apologize, man. More next? M- Must have been Must have been something.
1: 97.5 <laughs> and 1280 The Zone.
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Your Utah 50 update, Utah taking on Weber State coming up on Thursday night. Here's Coach Witt talking about the familiarity with Weber's coaching staff and if it will have an impact on the game.
2: In the game itself really no effect, not non, a non-factor. But you're right, we do have a lot of common ground between the two teams, and a lot of guys that either coach or played here or, or at Weber right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. You know, Robert Conley and Joe Dale, and the guys that haven't seen for quite a while. And it's always good to see Jay. And you mentioned Gary will be there now. And so I would say that no effect on the game, but going to be good to see those guys.
1: This YouTube 50 update brought to you by our friends at Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine so carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a specialized method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today. Zero Res Salt Lake And up north, it's Zero Res Davis Weber
0: is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires. The team you trust. It's
1: The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I feel like I feel like whatever we introduce here is just going to be taken in a completely like different direction at any moment's notice. Why is that? What do you got? That's exactly what happened in the last segment.
3: Well, it's okay. Spontaneous. <laughs> it is okay. Man.
1: That is true. That is the name of the game uh, for the show. I, I suppose. It's. What do you think about uh, what Coach Wood had to say about familiarity with the coaching staff? I don't. I don't think uh, any of that really will matter in a Utah Weaver State <laughs> game. Um... Per se, but it is part of the reason I'm glad that they are playing this game. If Utah is going to play um, FCS level, I would prefer they'd play the Weber States and yeah. SU's of the world, kind of for the familiarity and the community reason. Yeah,
3: I agree with that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, if they're going to play a team at that level, sure, go in state. And we've seen this kind of situation before, where well, when Utah plays BYU, for instance, there are all kinds of ties there as well. So. Now, these guys are used to it. All friendship aside, when it comes time to kick off, baby, it's on. You know, they're not going to. Although I do think that sometimes you agree. Sometimes, if a coach is playing a friend, he might take his foot off the accelerator a tad bit.
1: Uh didn't I remember when uh, Coach Mack was coaching at Weber and uh, they played Utah. I think that was the '08 season, wasn't it? And Coach Mack uh, scored a few touchdowns and people were talking about that how maybe Coach Witt took it easy on his buddy or his old <laughs> mentor or whatever. I wonder what uh, – we should ask Coach Mack about that on Friday.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that was the case there. but I That would. was his storyline. If,
1: if I had a former assistant or an associate
3: that I worked with and I was playing his team and I was up three, four touchdowns on him, I would tell him – I'd put all my subs in and say, hey, do what you can out there. You know, I'm not going to bury a friend like that. Why would you?
1: So if you were Coach Witt and Austin were Coach Hill, you would call off the dogs? Yes, I would. Austin, you buying that? What if it were me? (laughs) On a day like this, maybe not. (laughs) What have I done?
3: I don't want to get into
1: it. What did I do? I honestly don't know.
4: Oh yeah, you did say that. What? Oh yeah, play dumb now.
3: <laughs> I honestly don't know what I did. No, no, just normally under normal conditions, you're not going to, you're not going to run up the score on on one of your own. I, I don't think maybe there are co- there is a coach out there who might do that, but under normal conditions, certainly not. So I'm not saying
4: this will happen at, by any stretch of the matter of the imagination, but next week. Kalani Sitake and the BYU Cougars are up by 30 with the ball. Two minutes left. Are they scoring?
3: I wouldn't. I don't know what Kalani would do. Get 10 years. That's 10 years <laughs> that's on your true. back there. Yeah, when you got all kinds of defeat that you're carrying around with you. Not saying that's going to happen. Just
4: No. But if it did. I love petty. I love petty and vindictive, man. Yeah, but with a friend and revenge. With a friend, it's the there are no friends on that field, man. <laughs> okay. Friends are for church, <laughs> not football.
3: I don't know. I know some people at church that probably. It's not their attitude. There, I either.
1: I honestly think it w- it would be different if it were the same level. Does that make any sense? Oh, uh, how is it different? Because nobody is expecting Weber State to win, right? So it's it's easy for the heavy favorite to say, "All right, I'm going to beat you by 21 instead of 28." Okay. As opposed to, I think I feel like BYU Utah would be different because they're both, um, you know, F's. I always have to FBS, think about FBS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're both FBS teams, and it is the history and whatever. And and BYU is supposed to win once in a while. Yeah, well, you've got so a good point there. I, so. I feel like it would be easier when the playing field is even to say, "Okay, no friends on the football field," but when it's FCS versus SBS
3: but I think it, it, it let's say let's say BYU were up by 38 points and and, and you have the ball with 2 minutes to go on and you're going I I just don't see a I guess the argument would be you're cheating your players from an opportunity to contribute if you if you pulled the reins back you know but like I, would, it, I wouldn't go out of my way to do that if, if my friend was on the other side of the field.
1: Like if, if Coach Witt, when when Coach uh, Gary Anderson were at Oregon State and Coach Witt was taking it to the the Beavs, yeah. do you think he'd take it easy on him? I don't think so.
3: Because I, I that, I that in
1: turn is a conference opponent, right?
3: Yeah, but you got the game wrapped up.
1: Uh, the outcome's not in doubt. But see, I guess that's my point with the different levels, is the outcome was never really in doubt, yeah. or is never really in doubt, right? <laughs> so it's true. it's what it's, it's almost like playing, you know, uh, 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 baseball when you're 17 against uh, like fourth graders. I mean, you're going to bat not, left-handed. That's
3: not what it was. It was but you're going to bat left-handed because like you feel against bad against nine-year-olds, all right? <laughs>
1: but still, you're going to bat left-handed because you're at an advantage.
3: I wonder if uh I wonder how close Weaver State'll keep that game.
1: As, was, as, as close as probably Coach Witt wants it Weber to be. Weaver State to is, your point.
3: Weaver State's better than some FBS teams. True. So uh I I wonder if they'll be able to stay, you know, within a reasonable margin. Something to talk about maybe
4: on another day this week is Hans and Scotty were they kind of broached the subject of What's a better program right now, Arizona football or Weber State football?
3: I would have to go with the Wildcats. Uh, Okay. All right. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get out of the sound phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, is our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, uh, let's help our listeners who might be struggling in the bedroom.
5: Yes, if you're struggling in the bedroom, uh, we have helped so many men. And you don't have to be frustrated with this issue. It feels like as we age, things get worse, blood flow gets worse, we have to take more medication. And we're doing the opposite at Wasatch Medical. We're getting guys off the pill, getting rid of the ED with acoustic wave therapy, the most studied and proven form with uh, a now whopping 50 clinical studies more and more coming out all the time saying this works it's the new standard of care for ed no pills required and the success rate is very high working in men of all ages with just about every kind of health condition
1: and that's uh, that's a big deal right i mean I, you know, I always ask you who's a good candidate for this and really it's uh, it's a wide variety of guys
5: It really is. Um, We certainly treat men, I would say daily, that have had zero function coming into this. And also daily, guys that come in and say, I'm 80% there. I just need to top off my drink a little bit. And the technology works really well for that. And then there's a lot of spouses calling us seeking advice. How do I talk to my man? Uh, I want to get this fixed. And we love those conversations because we like to see the relationship improve. We love to see the spouse as the cheerleader, which they often are, because this affects them as well.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the schedule, see the doctor, find out if it's a good fit, and some more for free as well. Lots for
5: free. Last segment of the day, uh, it's the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound. Zero obligation. You can leave your wallet at home. And even if you just want to ask some questions to a doctor that maybe have been bothering you, that is totally okay with us. You also get the gift that produces powerful and immediate results in the bedroom. Uh, It's hundreds of dollars, and it's all no charge.
1: 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. As always, Andrew, we appreciate you, buddy.
5: Thanks for having me along today, guys. Really appreciate it.
1: All right. There's our friend, Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, it's good to be back.
3: Uh, do you, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel, does it feel weird to be back working again? Do you feel like you should be laying on a beach somewhere?
1: No, I feel, I, uh, fine. It's good to be home. I had fun on the beach, but, you know, it can't last forever. Had to teach the daughter that lesson because the four-year-old wasn't excited about coming home.
3: Oh, like, she wasn't?
1: Oh, no. She wanted to stay.
3: How, how, how do you know that's what she wanted?
1: She told us? <laughs> what do you mean, how do I know?
3: What did she say? Uh, Your four-year-old is talking? Yeah, I know.
1: It's strange, Wait, huh?
3: When you were packing up to come
1: home, she said, nope, I'm not going? She said, I want to stay in North Carolina. Can't we stay longer? Wow, that's a lot of words for a four-year-old. <laughs> she she sure must
4: is. be so proud. He's very she's, smart. She's
3: arguing Is already. she walking already, too? She is, yeah, running, in fact. I can't imagine How where do you she would know have gotten that, that sort of cantankerous attitude
4: from. <laughs> How do you know that's what she wanted?
3: She's having fun. Wanted to stay at the beach. <laughs> she doesn't have fun at home? You need to you need to lift, you get your game picked up a little bit at home.
1: My house isn't <laughs> as fun as the you're, beach. You're that's four a failure. No, no, don't take me home. She wants to stay on vacation at the beach.
4: <laughs> that's how my three-year-old reacts everywhere we take her.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. When your kids were young and you went on vacation, they were like, good Lord, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. <at laughs> you two, know, Dad, at, this th- th- is- at three years old, that's what they were saying. She's yeah. four. And she is capable of stringing together several sentences.
4: The butler on this vacation's not as good as the butler
1: at Get home. me out of here. Dad, this sucks. No, the, the, I gotta the, go. Hey, look. The vacation I went on
3: with the butler was there. My kids weren't on that trip. Oh. Yeah. It was just my wife and I.
4: Oh, Jake. Yeah, you're failing as a parent because the Outer Banks and your home aren't uh, on equal footing. Right.
3: Get me out of this paradise. <laughs> I just think you need to rearrange a few things at home. You know? Home is
1: not supposed to be vacation. Home is I'm what what saying, is, man. You got to look forward to coming home. Not from vacation. You shame me about the weirdest stuff. I'll tell you what. Well, I My daughter what. had such a good time on vacation <laughs> <laughs> that she didn't wait. What's that supposed to mean?
3: Uh, let's move on. In fact, let's close the show, shall we? What did I shave you <laughs> oh, about recently? I'm not, I'm not, what are we talking I've about had here? Enough of this. What are we wow, talking about? Let's close this Easy, show. Easy,
1: Brooksy. Now I want to go home. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Gordon's getting up to fight. Gordon's right. going to punch my face. We'll for talk Colton, to you, put- you t- tomorrow <laughs> on the big show no, 97.5. That was pretty close, Ow, Gordon, no, Gordon. Stop, Gordon. Ow! 1280 the zone.